This is the audio diary of the first day of the first month of year 2020. First of all, Happy New Year. The new decade is here. Um, at least it is a new decade in South Korea, which is where I am still at. A lot of things have happened since my last recording. Holidays with family indeed has been tough, but it's been a growing process and I feel like I've learned a lot. I've just finished a four-night, five-day trip to the east coast of the Korean Peninsula, uh, the northern part of South Korea. So, ranging from Gangneung to Sokcho, and I did most of it with my sister. I spent the last day and a half by myself, um, and it was such a spectacular trip because it was full of natural spectacles, far beyond my imagination. The trek itself was really well maintained and really well laid out. It was. A really easy and beautiful trail really easy as far as tracks go this is a really really easy one and therefore it's highly accessible for a lot of people um, even there's plenty of parts of it that's accessible for people with reduced mobility as well though I wouldn't say wheelchairs for example but still it's quite an accessible um, track it's called Heparang Trail or Heparang Gil, Heparang, which I think uh, means it's 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 a where this com- combination of the sun because it's the east coast that's where the sun rises from, um, in the land of the rising sun, which is you know East Asia, and it, it combination of um, waves and the word blue and sun all in Korean. If you combine that together, you get to and it's such a spectacular trail so it goes along pretty much the entire eastern coast of south korea it starts from busan which is the second biggest city um, on the southern southeastern tip of the korean peninsula and it goes up to gosong um gosong is one of the most northernmost um, cities in south korea it doesn't go all the way to the actual demilitarized zones and the border shared with North Korea. Um, but it goes nearly there to Gosong, which is probably the biggest town or really the biggest civilization um, that you can get to in the northern parts of the East Coast. So it goes up pretty much the entire way until it's too unsafe because you're going into military zones. And the Eparangir is it's divided into 50 different um, sections, all of which are intended to be day hikes. And because South Korea is so well connected by public transit, it has toilets, you know, every half kilometers. Um, there's convenience stores. There's Wi-Fi in so many places. You, every, you know, there's so many restaurants and shops and cafes and and lots of um, historical sites and cultural sites along the way as well. Uh, 
And so basically, if you start from Busan and walk all the way north to Kozong, or the opposite, if you started in Kozong and you wanted to end up in a giant city so you can party when you're finished, um, <clears throat> either direction, you're gonna find so many things to do because it's because it's laid out in 50 sections and it's 770 kilometers, it's not an easy trek. And I think very few people attempt it all in one go. Uh, but whatever section you choose, I think there's plenty to enjoy. So I basically started from the section 39 from Gangneung and traveled north to... Um, I did most of um, section 45. So that's what I did um, because it was a four-day, five... Four nights and five days, and there was obviously travel time for me to come from um, the suburbs outside of Seoul to the east coast, uh, which is you know three four hours by bus, or I think a little less than three hours by train. It you know that takes up half your day because uh, I have to get to the bus station and all of that. So, anyway, yeah, it was such such a spectacular trip. I was blown away by the scenery. I did not expect that. Oh my goodness, the east coast of Korea is so clean. Wow, the um, the Marine Conservation Agency uh, or that Marine Conservation or Marine Management Department of the Korean government. I'm trying to translate things off the cuff of my head, off the cuff without actually looking up um, what the official um, English translation is, so please excuse me if I'm wrong. But the department is doing such a great job. They have all these really great plaques about um, how they're restoring uh, restoring corals. They're, um, you know, they, they comb the beach every single day with this kind of sand tractor. Uh, which picks up garbage and so the beach is clean every single day. It's so well maintained, even though it's in the dead of winter and so it's not as popular of a tourist destination, but I think they do it not just for tourism, but because of marine conservation. Um, and they want to make sure that none, none of the trash from the beaches um, actually float out to sea and pollute the, um, pollute the ecosystem. They have these wonderful the East Asian pine trees, Sonangu, which is a cultural symbol um, and it's a really, really meaningful icon in um, Korean philosophy, Confucianist um, philosophy. It symbolizes um, loyalty, it symbolizes diligence, it symbolizes yeah, a lot of different things and it's a very, very important icon. And also, it's just very symbolic of Korean nature and just kind of natural landscapes. Um, and these beautiful, short, um, but ancient pine trees that they've planted all along the coast as a natural barrier between the, sa the sandy beach and the rest of the city so that when you're on the beachfront, you don't hear the sounds of the roads right next to you. Um, and also the sand from the beach doesn't keep just, you know, eroding away and doesn't keep just blowing into the roads and the residences and the shops that are right across the corner uh, or right across the street. So these pine trees are this beautiful natural barrier between the ocean and the rest of civilization. And so 
and wow because the sun rises from um, the east coast and the sun sets towards the uh, mountain range which is between the yeah yeah so basically so if you start from Seoul which is on the western coast of Korea and you travel towards the east coast you will come across this giant mountain range which basically forms the backbone of Korea called Tebek mountain range or Tebek Tebek Sanmek um, and you cross this giant mountain range um, and so which means if you're on the east coast you see the a beautiful mountain range on one side and the other is the beautiful coastline so it's just spectacular and the oceans are so clean it's turquoise blue um there's not a lot of salty ocean smell it's like that like what you would get in ports uh and there's a lot of cliff tops there's a lot of beautiful rocks um jagged rocks and really crazy weird volcanic formations from you know ancient days when um Pekdusan and uh, there were volcanic activities around Korea uh but you know around the Korean peninsula but it's pretty much all dormant um Japan obviously has still has active um earthquakes and volcanoes and other activities but Korean peninsula is primarily dormant but but as a remnant of previous volcanic activity there's beautiful interesting just bizarre looking rocks um along the coastline and then there's the calm coastline and then there's a crazy windy coast um windy windy um waves that i had on 31st because it was really cold and really windy that day uh wow it was just yeah spectacular oh what i wanted to say about the sunset um because the sun rises from the east that means the sun sets towards the west which means the sun sets up beyond the mountain range and what's beautiful is that when you're walking and you're seeing the sun set you usually think of a sun setting across uh, over this ocean as like a blazing orange blazing red um which i got to see during sunrise but during sunset because the blazing colors are happening across the mountain ridge the sun when the sun is setting along this wide coastline is just there's no dra- dramatic colors they're just they're all it's pastel and i knew i've heard of the east coast of korea being known for rainbow sunsets but i didn't understand what that was because sunsets were supposed to be orange and red why would it be rainbow but it is actually rainbow you can see every color um from purple to pink to orange to yellow to green you can actually see green i'm not making this up green to light blue to all the way up to navy and i think it's because just the way the light refracts over the really really open seas and because there's no direct light i mean because the sun's setting on the other side there's no direct source of light anywhere across the entire horizon and so man it's just it's unbelievable it was unbelievable and the first night of the or the first um kind of afternoon that we arrived and we saw the sunset we were like this must be a fluke wow today must be a special day no every single night that i walked or every single afternoon i walked and saw the sunset this is just how the sun sets on the east coast i'm like 
the sky becomes pastel rainbow every evening. This is mind blowing. And then, so I was just blown away by just how beautiful the coastline was for the entire time. And then, for the last section, when I went to, when I was, when I pretty much arrived uh, near Sokcho, that's where, um, you know, this mountain range is really, really long. Um, but there's a spe- specific parts that have the taller mountains, and therefore they're um, designated national parks. And there's two national parks that are passed by. Uh, in the sections that I walked from Gangneung, like section 39 of Heparang Trail uh, to 45. Um, but the one of it, one one of the national parks called Odesan or Ode Mountain is a little bit further away, like it's in further west from the coastline so that I can't really see it that, that close. Um, but Seoraksan or Sarak Mountain National Park Sorak National Park. Holy shit. I was so mind blown. The mountain is amazing. I cannot wait um, to go hiking there someday. Uh, it's I know that it because it is a pretty precarious mountain and it is a pretty tall one as well. Um, definitely tall for you know UK standards. It's 1700 100 meters, so it's far taller. It's you know, 1.7 times the tallest uh, peak in the UK. Um, and so it's a pretty tall peak and it's also known to be a really arduous climb and a, quite a technical climb. And pe- a lot of people have died climb, trying, trying to climb that in the winter because there's a lot of snow and ice. And so I knew that I didn't have the right gear and I wasn't going to attempt it in the winter by myself, of course. Um, and also on the first when, you know, a lot of people are on holiday so i wasn't sure if the mountain rescue was going to be operating point is i wouldn't dare climb that in the winter when i don't have any climbing you know winter climbing experience and i don't have the winter ice and snow gear but i really 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 want to climb that mountain range or just even explore the mountain that national park because it was so amazing you have to understand oh my gosh um but yeah, I thought that I would get a bit of taste of Korea um, and, you know, spend some time with my sister and get some exercise. But this was way beyond my expectations. The, the cultural historic sites along the way were amazing as well. Um, I got to see this amazing, really historic temple called Naksansa or Naksan Temple. It's one of the most holy sites in the, like, one of the holy Buddhist sites in, holiest Buddhist sites in Korea. And it is, again, the architecture is just stunning. And the scene, and because it's on a clifftop and it's surrounded by these pine trees that they intentionally grew to be shaped in a certain way so that it was beautiful. It's, you know, these pine trees are not just their their pine trees are essentially like artworks that they grew over like 70 hundred years right to be shaped in a certain way so every pine tree is well not every pine tree but especially the pine trees that you'll see in really scenic areas are they they themselves are you know works of art um and this temple has this amazing architecture just wow the art um just the murals on the walls, the 
on the ceilings, the, the sculptures, the beautiful detail. Wow, it's crazy. Um, it's just so elegant. So I love the temple. I also got to visit this um, historic site of the Ha family. The Ha family was kind of like a renowned family in the Joseon dynasty. And they had, um, in, in particular, they were known to be literary um, families. And so, and so, so they were kind of like, not royalty, but they were, you know, I guess the equivalents of, um, yeah, they were, you know, well-to-do. Um, they were not serfs, for example, um, in that dynasty. And so they were well-to-do family and they had a series of very famous literaries who were known for being novelists and poets. And in particular, um, two people are very famous. And one being Hokkien, who is known for um, having written the first novel ever in actual Korean, because Korean as a written language only existed for, I think, five, six hundred years now. Um, <clears throat> Korean was a Korean as a spoken language existed far beyond that. Before, so before the Korean alphabet and the written language existed, um, uh, Koreans used uh, written Chinese to just communicate, just as, you know, they used to use Latin, big Latin, to write, and spoken English the same way they used Chinese to write, which has no resemblance whatsoever to spoken Korean, but whatever, they used it, just like they used Latin to write while everybody spoke English. Um, <clears throat> they did the same, and when the Korean alphabet was invented, the, this is the first Korean novel to ever to be written. And the content of that novel is so interesting. The, the, the progressive um, anti-corruption. It, it, it's, it's a fantasy novel. Um, but it's satire, political satire. Um, and it's, it's talking about, you know, a revolution. Uh, about returning to... Are of the focus on the peoples and 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 really holding the the people in power um, and the privileged to account for um, how the lives of the people, like really everyday people, are. And it speaks about equality, speaks about fairness, um, and it speaks about what it means to be a good politician. I mean, just really progressive, really, really important topics that stand the test of time. And he was way ahead of his time in general. Um, in the Korean conservative, very, very conservative um, Korean um, philosophy and kind of thought of his contemporaries. And then this other amazing poet, a female poet, one of the first feminist writers that were recognized in this age in Korea that was so misogynist. <laughs> just everything about that philosophy was just just patriarchy. Um, patriarchy just archived is Joseon Dynasty, basically. Um, and there was this amazing poet from that same family. They were actually brothers and sisters. And she was known that for just amazing poetry. And she was so talented that people said people just couldn't ignore her writing even though she was a woman and they didn't treat women poets as 
like with with any level of rigor or they didn't treat female poets as serious poets but her talent was just beyond measure that they could nobody could ignore it um and she died really really early in the age of age of 27 but her work was so renowned um in japan and china um and so yeah just <laughs> amazing like progressive um feminist family um with great literaries and then you can visit their house and you can learn about their poetry you can um see what lives of of um not royalty but like quote-unquote regular people or what normal people live like in the Joseon dynasty because their house is kept in really good condition and this is just one of the many cultural sites you can see on the Heparang Trail. Wow, I must have rambled for so long. But you have to understand this is such, such an amazing um, experience and I highly recommend this to anybody visiting South Korea or if you don't have any plans to visit South Korea, come this is gonna be a crazy trail um that's just full of beauty and like korea doesn't rain a lot except for the monsoon season so chances are you're gonna have really good weather um it might be cold it might be hot but it's still gonna be sunny and so you're gonna have beautiful sceneries every day you know um so just avoid the monsoon season um and even though yes korea especially the northern parts of South Korea um, and of course the North Korea um, is really cold and can get really cold in the winter um, but I clearly survived you just have to have the right gear and you walk and then as soon as you start walking you just you heat up and then you're not cold anymore um, and then but and then in the summer yeah it's really really hot yeah it can get really hot you need a lot of sunscreen but you're next to the ocean and you can surf because the waves all along the east coast of Korea are amazing. It's become such a big surfing destination for Koreans. And so you can surf and you can cool off. You can just jump in the sea whenever you're tired. And so that's also incredibly nice in its own way. And there'll be a lot of festivals. There'll be so many ice cream vendors and summer will be amazing for just, you know, that summer vibe. Um, and you can get like cocktails at bars and the, the hostels and guest houses will be really busy. And so that'll also be fun. And then spring, it'll be and spring and autumn. The weather will be perfect. So it'll just be completely pleasant and you'll have it more to yourself if that's what you're looking for it'll be quiet and you'll get to see flowers in the national parks or you get to see autumn foliage in the national parks which so basically there's no wrong season to go um seeing the snow and ice in the national parks um as i was walking was also beautiful as well so point is come to heparang trail it's the most brilliant thing ever and if you're like me and you were really 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 tired from just work and life and family and all this family drama and just oh holiday drama this something like a you know a five-day 
10-day or even a 50-day trick tra um, trip of the Heparang Trail would just do you so many wonders. God, I, I feel like I've, I've learned Korea to a whole new level. And I'm supposed to be Korean. So come, come to Heparang Trail. Okay, I'm going to stop rambling now. And that is the audio diary of the first day of the first month of year 2020. All right, looking forward to a great year with you. Talk to you later.